0: Milburger's Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milburger's Landscaping and Nursery. On 9:30 a.m., the answer. Ready? And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Glick.
1: And welcome to Milburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're not at Milburgers today. We're actually here at the studios because there was a little technical difficulty, so... Uh, we encourage you to call in, but you're always welcome to go to Millburgers where they've got really knowledgeable folks that can help you out with just about any problem. Put them to the test uh, and uh, go ask your gardening question over there today.
2: Can they call the nursery?
1: Uh, no. The phone lines are still down. They can't call the nursery.
2: Uh, I was wondering about that
1: technical. Journey. Oh, and I can't hear Jerry. Should I be No, uh, I, can't I can't hear. I can't hear Calvin. I can't hear Jerry either. either. Why,
3: can't can't hear we, Jerry either.
1: why can't we? can't hear Jerry either. Why can't we hear Jerry? Hello. Okay. Can you hear me now? Uh no, and you're not there's no levels on you either. Uh, so we'll have to just talk to Calvin. We could just pretend we hear him. Yeah, right. that's a, I hear Calvin. Yeah. Uh oh. And we're getting a call. This is exciting. <laughs> it's uh, it's anyway, uh anyway, yeah. Well here right. I'll I'm okay. just...
2: maybe I'm on a wrong mic or something. Uh, here,
1: just just grab that one real quick. Huh? Oh yeah. Okay.
2: I got two mics. <laughs> I feel really important now. <laughs> yeah, but uh
3: did you uh are you gonna feel the, the the call, Milton or <laughs> no, oh, I did don't
2: see you? It, oh wait a minute. Suzanne. Uh how much rain did you get, Calvin?
3: I'm not sure. <laughs> uh my ring gauges have worn out.
2: <laughs> what?
3: But we got lo- lots of rain, uh at least, at least uh, two inches uh, a couple times.
2: That's that's amateurish, Calvin. I had nine and a half inches. See, I was I was. In-
3: and now you didn't complete the story. You, you didn't mention that it's that you measure it out of your dog dishes.
2: <laughs> yeah, my bird bath is filled with water, and uh, everything's working out okay. But. Uh, I was in that, you know, that there was one strip that uh, oh, yeah, got uh, nine and a half inches.
3: And so. it's it's strange. It's strange how irregular the rainfall is yeah. this the this inter- year. The last few <laughs> years has been that way too.
2: Yeah. The inter- <laughs> interesting thing about that it was we had nine and a half inches over at Leon Valley and uh, in that area, and uh, but the airport, which is not that far away had one inch a little over one inch
3: that's right and we were in between we were closer yeah, to the airport yeah. than the than to you
2: but I mean it rained a lot, big time and lightning we had had a lightning strike uh, Jeremy and I my son considered it was in the backyard mm. I mean it <laughs> you know I'm used to hearing lightning but that thing made me a jump big time and the dog jump and jeremy jump and everybody jump. So uh, anyway, it was weird. And
1: uh, that's where I'll Sorry, was going to help you out. We got Suzanne on the line at 210 I know, 210 308 Well, here, give me your mic and maybe I'll can figure that out while y'all talk to Suzanne. Okay.
3: So did you uh is Suzanne there uh, ready Action. Suzanne is on
4: yes. the line. Hi. Hi. I want to thank you all so much for oh, the advice you gave me about a month a ago. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. go ahead. Okay. Well, I live in Cibolo, and I called because my homeowner association <laughs> didn't approve of my landscaped front yard, which has turned into Xeriscape. So uh, Mark recommended that I inform them about the House Bill 198, Oh, I'm sorry, Senate Bill 198, about how the homeowners associations can't prevent me from using native things in my yard. Well, I sent them 20 pages of pictures and drawings and textures, colors, everything, description of everything. And I was approved yesterday. All right. Good okay. for you.
3: You know, in the, I don't know, how many years ago was it, Jerry? Uh, Ten? Ten when that was a... Um, quite often we'd have those issues every you know once a month somebody would be uh, questioning it was i guess it was the transition period when yeah. we when the water conservation was being uh, explored and and people were uh, compromising on their neighborhood rules versus what was best for the our water use scenario, I man. It was even more than ten years ago, yeah. probably.
2: Who did Who did your landscape? Did you do it, or I
4: I did it all myself. All right, girl. And I also was asked to be on a committee this fall <laughs> to update the covenants about landscaping. You wow, was, you, that's you, good. You must have really given them hell.
1: Yeah, wow. no, uh, that's not. I didn't, that's I
3: didn't
4: that's,
3: that's not trying. the attitude. It should we give I the, na- in the neighborhood so many.
4: Resources from saws and articles, and I used you all as my teacher. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I, program, Are
1: you still? I
3: going have, have, have lost you your whole game. case. And, yeah. uh, and the neighborhood leadership was receptive and uh, interested in doing the, what was best for the neighborhood, too.
2: Especially, well, especially when you told them you were going to put a bomb on
1: there no. on the front porch.
3: Stop no, I like
4: to, I'd like to put a little bar out there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's the rain is helping,
1: and yeah. it's
4: great, and it took a while to to get my drainage proper so the mud didn't come on the sidewalk, but it's all been worked out. That's good.
1: See, now, and Suzanne, I, you need to coach. No you need to, to hire yourself as a, uh, a HOA consultant. Yeah, a consultant, and that uh, people who are having problems can just call you directly and. Yeah.
4: Well, I'm really excited. I've been accepted to the Guadalupe County Master Gardener Program. Hey, hey congratulations!
2: Girl, you're knocking it out of the park here.
4: I am, D. I really am. <laughs> so I'm very happy about all this, and I just want to thank you so much for your advice. Well, hopefully, and, Mark is and, listening. And yeah. I hope he is, and I enjoyed your. Uh, your video last week of the the tour uh, of oh, yeah. with
1: Calvin yeah with Calvin. So,
4: yes that was great i loved it <laughs>
1: that's good good a lot well
3: and a we lot, pre- lot of appreciate that too. yeah we appreciate you getting more involved with mm-hmm. in what you've done so far and then uh, the opportunity to get more involved when you're working with the, the master gardeners it's a great, that's yeah. a great organization
4: Yes, I'm so excited. So thank you all very, very much. Thanks for calling
1: us back, Suzanne.
4: (laughs) Bye, Suzanne. All
1: right. Cool. Great report. What a good way to start the show. Even even when she used our name. I know. That's usually the point they go, (laughs) oh, yeah, it's not (laughs) going to happen. You're one of those. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I brought you some. I think I have to save... One of these for Trace, but I, I brought you some, uh, a little All right. ruby crush. and Look how some, cute they are. Whoops, and I'm not hearing me anymore, but, and some penguins. Yeah. Do you want to try some? Take some. And Trace tried the penguins earlier in the week, and he said they're not hot. They they start off sweet. Yeah. And then they kind of have a little kick at the end.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, like that lady, but, that yeah. worker that was working.
3: <laughs>
1: What's that?
2: I said it's like that lady that we tested them on. Yeah, and uh, when they first he bite, bite into them, they, you know, she said they're not hot at yeah, all.
1: Yeah, that's what Trey said. It like a, it was like a bell pepper.
2: Yeah, and, and that yeah, was just yeah. before he
1: passed out. <laughs> no, he was he was complaining. He said, "Am I sweating?" No, then it's not uh, hot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, that lady came by later, and she was saying that. They're four times hotter than our a regular halloween.
1: Peking? Peking. Yeah. Well, you can try one if you like. No. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: you you know the story about me. Uh, Jer- Jeremy, my son, helped me harvest the first uh, uh-uh. I from from I'm sure plan. I've heard
1: it, but tell me again.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was over there on one side of the bush, and he was on the other side of the bush. And you know how kids are—they're curious, are trying to. And so he would say he'd get bored. He said, "Dad, are these really hot?" And I said, "Jeremy, I don't know. I never ever eaten one." And then he'd just be quiet again. And then, <laughs> then about five minutes, he said, "No, seriously, Dad, are these hot peppers?" I said, "I don't know. I've never eaten one, Jeremy." And so I heard it. I saw him over there taking one, put it in his mouth. Yeah. Then he ran to the phone I had. I had one of those old, uh, the original mobile phone. And uh, called his mama. Yeah. And I heard him yelling, Dad made me eat. (laughs) 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 And it's burning me up. So I said, well, how did I make you eat that? Thing? You knew it was hot, Dad. Yeah. That's sad that he would think I would do yeah, something.
1: Huh? Yeah, you know, I don't know. It doesn't seem like you at all. <laughs> I, I know do. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, take some and see if Calvin wants any of the, no, these aren't the peppers, the tomatoes. You, yeah. you don't have to eat the peppers. I've, I've got do you have f-
3: plenty? I've got a few tomatoes. Okay. Here. <laughs> Well, in fact...
1: And Millburgers has some tomato plants. We'll have to call... Really? Yeah, we'll have to reach out well, to Trace. Well, I was
3: interested in that because uh, our co- the timing is that it's time to get out the spring-planted tomatoes out of the garden and uh, make room for the fall-planted tomatoes. Yeah. And, and uh, Trace had house told house. us that uh, they would uh, be coming in this time, and there yeah. they are. And uh, my column in the Express News is is about the fall garden, uh, fall tomatoes. Yeah, uh,
2: Gavin gives a, a complete listing of of how to how to start the fall tomatoes.
1: And uh, to fertilize uh, them and everything. Else. Laura says the uh, uh, our, our Ruby Crush looks just kind of pooped out.
3: Well, that's is that what a good
1: description, or, <laughs> or it just looks <laughs> like it? It just looks tired. It's kind of. Well, yeah, it's they, it's been growing for quite a while since like February. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they do oh. put out they put
3: out, and uh, what would happen <clears throat> is that it would uh, hesitate for a few days for a few days, and then it'd be back trying to get full production again. But I, I think it's it's probably advisable even on the cherry tomatoes to uh, pull them out and. Uh, Put in a uh, new new selection, new transplants. Yeah, this and is
2: this is assuming Calvin that Milton has been fertilizing. Yeah, that, a little bit. Is that a music with, for, Is that scary?
1: no? We can. It's it's uh-huh. confusing. It's 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 our, our our birthday celebration music, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, that he's getting ready for. <laughs> Do those penguins look right? Yeah, the
2: penguins are right. Okay, that there.
1: Are you growing Ruby Crush, Calvin?
2: Oh yeah. Does this look like Ruby Crush to you? Hmm. Does that look like Ruby Crush to you?
3: Oh, no. It looks like uh, BHN nine. Well, it's so. It's round. It's small, but it looks like
1: shaped like BHN nine sixty eight. Oh, I don't know then. They're
2: supposed to be oblong.
1: But they, they tasted different than I remembered them. Yeah, see what, I mean, it may have just been. The is, this, is this like uh,
3: Jeremy? What, uh, yeah, I don't know what it tastes yeah, like, yeah. Calvin. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've never had
2: one. Now, you bought that as a plant, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: So, does it taste like Ruby Crush or does it taste like BHN?
3: Tastes like BHN. To me. Oh well, maybe
1: oh. maybe it was just mislabeled, or maybe I pulled the wrong one, or something. Could have been. Yeah, but it's, it's doing but great.
2: The way the way you can tell them apart, uh, BHN 968 is perfectly round. Which those are. Which the, those. Those are. look
1: like marbles.
2: Yeah. yeah. The, the other, the BHN 968 is larger than that.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought too.
3: But uh, the ruby crush is kind of tear shaped. Okay and it's uh it's got a little more st- structure to it VHN uh, to the uh, well the skin and everything. Oh okay. Ruby crush is uh doesn't have thin as much skin. Yeah, yeah, thin skin's good. We'll
1: looks. have to get a ruby crush then and see what happens. All right. And bitch, I don't know what those peppers taste like if you want to try one. No, I don't yeah. either. I don't
3: uh, <laughs> no. I'll pass. I've never pass. No. I've never. Eaten. Smaller
1: they are, the hotter they are or does it make a difference I does not Okay. I was, I was thinking of trying one, but maybe I should wait until we're off the air. Yeah. We, we, we don't want to hear you gasping. <laughs> well, yeah. we, could, we could talk about him <laughs> writhing, on the, I, I still writhing have, on the floor there. I still have people talking about your poor coughing fit, which I know wasn't your fault. But they're going, was Jerry okay? He was sure coughing and coughing and coughing. <laughs> was about, what was it, two weeks ago you yeah. had that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they, anyway. Okay, two one zero three zero eight, eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, without trace, we don't know what's uh, what's new that's come to the nursery. They've got a lot of good things on sale, and uh, um,
3: I've got. Uh, I've, well, I brought the.
1: Uh, oh, the, good, you brought
3: the ad article that's in the paper this time. Oh, Ooh, I, are you guys was, yeah. have been talking about it quite a bit.
2: And I was excited. Here's an example, <laughs> because they've got a new uh, sage. For sale. Oh I saw that, and I've never heard of that. Uh, It's it's a April night, metal sage, a vivid violet blue petite salvia. See, all of those are. There's not a lot of petite salvia. Oh, okay. That's perfect for the front border, edging our containers. Blooms earlier and longer than any other metal sages, giving. Our beneficial pollinators are head start on one of their favorites. Drought tolerant once established. Shear back after blooming to prompt fresh foliage and blooms. Now, the uh, it's also, uh, if it's like most of the other salvias, it's deer resistant. Oh, yeah. They don't mention that in here, mainly yeah. because it's probably new. A number one pot regularly seven ninety nine. Mm hmm. Almost eight dollars. Oh, almost eight dollars, but not <laughs> on <laughs> on sale for six eighty eight. Wow, it's a great price. Pretty good yeah. for for new new save, and the the picture is is nice. I mean, it's pretty. You know, so,
3: this time this that. time of the year, the fall. We've been ta- we've been talking during the summer about the. In Calvin,
1: it's July. All-star. <laughs> all-star. It feels like
3: fall, but yeah. Yeah, all star uh uh butterfly plants in the later in the in the summer and the fall, the salvias and the lantanas kind of move into the forefront. Yeah. Of mm. Those uh categories. I'm not exactly sure why if it if the others aren't as full of nectar or if uh if these is just, they they get more uh, primed and uh, offer more to to the butterflies and hummingbirds and uh, pollinators. But uh, it's a good, it sounds like a good plant to have. Yeah, it's a beautiful
1: picture. Yeah, I'll text Trace to give us a call. And uh, the, uh,
2: uh, both of those, uh, usually we consider both of those as uh, deer uh, they, we've got reports that they'll eat some lantana, but uh, they're not supposed to eat sages or uh, unlike that. So maybe the deer leaves them alone and let the butterflies and bees have a shot at them. Uh, another another great plant that's, <clears throat> that's on sale. I don't. I haven't checked my notes, but I don't think it was on sale last week is a dwarf Mexican petunia and uh it w- it goes for the same price as that uh april night metal sage regular a gallon one gallon container in seven ninety nine on sale for six eighty eight just like that uh sage is so uh
3: <clears throat> this, is, this is a, that, that's uh Ruelia or dwarf uh, petunia that Jerry's talking about is uh, one that uh, we, he and I, identify constantly as a ground cover for both sun and shade, and uh, it's really uh, drought tolerant, it does well. It uh, got affected by the freeze. But it turned out uh, that it, most of them recovered. It was an, another no. one of those plants that we that nothing had, you know, disappeared, and so we thought, well, it may not be coming back. But uh, almost all of them seemed to be coming back and have started to bloom again. And uh, again, another another good pollinator plant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, the good news is, it was in uh, Neosperis. Weekly newsletter.
1: Which one? Yeah.
2: The one, uh, Katie Dwarf. Oh, okay. And he talks about, uh, <laughs> it's a Im- vast improvement from uh, the Mexican petunia that we talked about. That uh, sp- It's a ruralia. And uh, that spreads all over the place by seed and gets tall. But uh, Katy Dwarf is a dwarf mm-hmm. plant was found. Uh, Interesting enough, it was found by uh, Katie Ferguson of Conroe. Wow. And uh, it was a chance seedling found in her nursery by Katie Ferguson of Conroe. Now, if that name rings a bell to you native plant people, that is uh, Lynn Lowry's daughter. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah.
2: And I, it wouldn't surprise me if Lynn Lowry didn't find it. Hmm. But Lynn would never let a plant be named after him. Hmm. So I I did it after he passed away.
1: <laughs> Showed him.
2: I got the last yeah. one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a ti- If it's you want a- to beat Parsons, you better live a long time. <laughs> yeah. You better outlive them.
2: <laughs> it's a tidy little flowering plant that belongs in everyone's garden. Yeah. And he talks about uh, morning sun, afternoon shade gives a, si- a size and everything and um propagation method is division of rhizomes in other word rhizome and uh dividing it and also he says there's a pink named bonita mm yeah we've had bonita yeah and uh <laughs> and there's also white dwarf forms also so all right do you, let's do you know where the pink bonita came from no san antonio oh you know who bred it
1: uh greg grant yeah uh he he breeds everything all right let's
3: take a quick i don't know he's been married for um, two years and he hasn't bred anything on that
1: (laughs) wow okay that doesn't mean he's not trying
5: thank you calvin
1: all right let's take a quick break while we do give us a call 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 i am Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch we'll be back in a moment on 9:30 a.m. the answer how do you like me now? How do you like and welcome me back to Millburgers garden in south texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Real quick before we go to the phone lines, uh, tell you about Spider-Man Pest Control. Give Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control if you're noticing maybe after all this rain that you're having some mosquito trouble. It's possible. I don't think we're flooding out the fire ants either. So you may have fire ants or termites or whatever's bugging you. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control since 1986 has been helping people to take care of those problems. Give them a call. It's as easy as calling 210-656-3721 210-656-3721 and uh, give give them a call and find out. Or check them out online at GoSpiderManPest.com GoSpiderManPest.com and uh, tell them what's going on and he'll be happy to help you out there and uh, he'll tell you about that into care system uh and uh when you go to the website you can learn more about it but ask him about it as well all right uh, let's see what we got um we have uh well Jane okay doug is on the line at 210 308 hey doug what's going on welcome to the show doug how can we help you uh-oh doug you there okay Oh, okay. Let's then. Let's go to James on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, James. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. You want to talk about hot peppers, huh?
5: Yeah, I have some questions for the uh, for the doctors.
1: Okay, the doctors are in. Oh, that's great. How much uh, rain did you get, James? Because you're not in. Like, you're you're a little bit. Where are you, kind of? Further east. Yeah, a little further east. Did you get a lot of rain? Did you get that nine inches of rain that Jerry got, or no?
2: No, oh, we got two inches
5: yesterday. I got the pumps running. I'm trying to get the lake out of the front yard.
2: No, oh no, <laughs>
5: running pumps. Yeah, it's uh, it hasn't stopped raining for a while. Yeah. Um, this spring I started uh, a couple of trays of my James Giant Bean. That big. Monster, uh, uh, the bean chili I got from, uh, Redwood City Seed. Uh, I think they come from the deserts of Mexico. Yeah. Anyway, those uh, came up and grew real well and, uh, everybody wants one. But there was th- three peppers that were different. They were, uh, they looked like real small jalapenos. They're about an inch long and maybe an inch wide. <clears throat> So uh, I sent some off to uh, Redwood City seed in uh, Redwood City, California for Craig to look at. and then uh, he got him the other day and he called me back and he said to me that those are Elton Grimm, and I don't know who Elton Grimm is. I thought maybe you guys might know.
2: Oh yeah, he's uh, he, he's out of he used to live in Bernie and used to have uh Grimm's nursery on uh, oh, wow. San sure. Pedro I'm familiar with that and uh he's one of uh was one of Bob Webster's uh mentors and uh, uh Alton was a, was a good man and uh, a great he did a lot of good work for the nursery industry and had well. a lo- had a lot of good plants but uh <laughs> Uh, I don't, if they had grown from seed, uh, you know, peppers are very much cross-pollinated. And so uh, it just could have be, been a seedling sport.
5: Well, that's what I thought. But I sent him off to Craig, and he's forgotten more than any of us know about peppers. <laughs> and he called, and he goes, uh, I've identified that pepper. And it's a Elton Grim and uh it might make a good pepper for pickling because it's small and it's about a bite sized little pepper.
2: Yeah. Okay.
5: And that's what he told me. But we don't know how hot it is because he's gonna do he's gonna do a I don't know how they do those heat tests, yeah. he's gonna do a test on it and then get back with me and tell me how hot it is.
2: Well didn't you take a bite of one?
5: Yeah, I nibble around on the edge uh, <laughs> oh, man.
1: Come on. They're worse than Jerry. Now I know it.
5: But he said Elton Grimm had a little, was selling seed at one time? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Then he did have a a, a, a seed house then. Okay. Well,
2: well, uh, he won the, <laughs> I mean, he had a nursery there in uh, Burning, and um uh he would sell, <laughs> you know, he probably had some, if he selected a pepper, he uh, he probably had some seed to sell at his nursery. But uh, he wasn't a commercial seed salesman. He was a nurseryman.
5: Well, anyway, I got it, and I'm going to save some seeds this year. And there you oh, go. good.
2: That'll work. Keep,
5: keep cranking it
2: out. But uh, Okay, that's good. That's interesting. I never have heard of it a pepper named after him. That's
5: neat. Yeah, I me mean neither. Uh, that was news that uh, that I wasn't uh, yeah. aware of. Yeah, I he, thought I'd call you guys because I think you know everybody <laughs> around these parts, and you could tell me what was going on.
2: Yeah. yeah. He, he was uh, one of San Antonio's greatest nurserymen.
6: Whoa. Yeah. Well.
2: I, I mean, like I said, he started with Grim's Nursery in... Uh, on bandera and uh the i th- i think uh david rodriguez the county horticulturist, uh used to work f- for him oh him I too know, he started working at with grams
1: okay so well, david
5: would know what this chili looks like
1: i don't know don't you do you want to take a picture and send it to us um
5: uh, you know, I still
1: got a flip phone, man. I'm not, no. I'm still living in... <laughs> me the too. You a flip phone, doesn't it? Oh,
2: okay. Well, I love to show my flip phone to these people that wanting me to get these new <laughs> devices. Yeah. And, and I let them go through the spiel, the sales spiel. <laughs> and, uh-huh. And then uh, <laughs> I just wait till they get through, and then I take out my flip phone and say, Will it work on this?
1: Yeah, and then they just go move along, sir. Yeah, right. They said you're wasting okay, our time. Okay, we can't. Help we, you. we uh, <laughs> all right, James.
5: Well, eight hundred dollars, so you know. Yeah, yeah they're expensive oh, now. Yeah. It's
1: amazing. Well, the uh, if, if if you, I guess you can't email on your flip phone. Huh? <laughs> all right, thanks, I'll find, James.
5: I'll find somebody with a smartphone and see if I can get a picture over. Yeah, there. that'd be
1: cool. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, I'd like to see it. Yeah, send it to, to Milton at uh, at klup.com.
2: Maybe if you could if you could
1: send one
2: send one to uh, Bob Webster and uh, he might he would probably know
1: oh yeah because of
2: and he probably if I had to guess he named that pepper oh you think after
1: Alton yeah okay after he passed all right James tell us what happens okay.
2: Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks, man. All right, 210
1: 308 8867. Doug is on the line. Doug, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. You got an aphid problem, huh?
5: Yeah, I was going off of a commentary. Danielle Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. I had to um, record a judge, Nestor Guzman, Passaic County, New Jersey, asked me for a bribe.
1: Yeah, I don't think that was an aphid issue so much as, as as another issue. Okay, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Let's take a quick break. While we do, uh, give us a call, be a part of the show, and uh, tell us what's going on. If you look, Calvin, what was that bird, that little, little bird that was chasing the big old bird around? Uh. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh, okay, we'll show it to you again, yeah. All right, back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer. We always talk about Wild Birds Unlimited, uh, and it's one of the things, just like Millburgers, in that, you know, it's it's still locally owned and operated, uh, even though it's a franchise. The uh, location um, at Northwest Military and Hebner Road is owned by Kyle, and he runs it, and it means a lot to him to make sure that you're happy. But it also means when you go in, he's, he's got enough people to help you, to answer questions, to spend time with you. That's one of the great things about Wild Birds Unlimited. Unlimited is their problem solvers, and if you want to bring nature to your yard or just enjoy the nature around you in San Antonio, which is a great place to enjoy nature, whether you need binoculars or hats or you need a feeder for the yard or you just want to know which birds to feed right now to get them to your yard, the um, Wild Birds Unlimited is the place to go and establish a nice relationship with because at the big box stores uh, you're lucky if you see the same person twice, and honestly, you're lucky if you see anybody that can help you. That's why uh, you know it's always better to go to some place like Wild Birds Unlimited or Mill Burgers as well. So go by and visit Kyle today uh, at uh, Northwest Military in Hebner Road and go say hi or give him a call and find out what they've got at 210-479-BIRD. That's such an easy number to remember, 210-479-BIRD. We're watching the wildlife from our studio windows here. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing,
2: that. So- they're flying this high.
1: Calvin, can you confirm that that's a buzzard that we saw way off in the distance? or it
3: looked like a vulture. You know? A
1: vulture? I'm sorry. That's the uh, same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing? Or Oh, yeah. Okay. And then what kind of birds? What we were watching was uh, when Jerry was talking um, it was flying above, and there was a just little bird that looked, you know, just uh, about as big as a tomato uh, <laughs> that was uh, chasing after it and, and causing it all kinds of grief. And Al thinks it was a mockingbird. And, yeah. Uh, would they do that? I didn't see it. You didn't see it? Yeah, no? a
3: mockingbird would do that. Okay. Well, blue jays, too, but you would n- normally not see just one blue jay. They, they run around and pack. Oh, okay.
1: But uh, <laughs> Those punks. <laughs> <enough on>
3: it. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be interesting to see because it's unusual for a single bird to be up that high. Yeah. Oh, with the with the vulture. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it could be. I you don't know if it's a, a hawk. You, may, you could have that vulture could have irritated the hawk's nest.
1: Oh, well, it I, I apparently. I bet he wish
3: he hadn't have done it.
1: I bet he wished he hadn't either. Well, he had not come back. No. I mean, we're, we're kind of looking for him to come back so we can identify it. <laughs> I can point it out, and he's decided he doesn't want any part of that. So <laughs> 210-308-8867. Give us a call, 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And uh, I'm trying to figure. out. I, I was thinking of something else during the break, and I forgot. Oh, so. I
2: hate that, Mel.
1: I know, but it happens.
2: It's probably a good idea that you had.
1: It was a good idea. <laughs> I'm, I don't. You know, I don't, I don't have that many.
2: <laughs> yeah. That
1: uh, that come along.
2: I wish that good one would come back.
1: Yeah. yeah well, we can only hope <laughs> and pray. But I don't. I've know. got
2: a question for Calvin. He's got a picture uh, with his column. By the way, a complete. That's a complete column on how to grow fall tomatoes, and he even mentions Osmocote. He doesn't mention Ooh. copious amounts of Osmocote. No, he mentions Osmocote. Uh, but he got a picture in him, and uh, of a cherry tomatoes, mm-hmm. and it gives him credit for it. Calvin credit for it. The picture. Yeah.
1: He may not have much to do with that. Did he take the picture, or do you know somebody?
2: I'm I'm betting that his wife took the
1: picture. Oh, okay.
2: So Calvin, do you want to uh, shed some light on that? I don't.
3: Uh, rec- I don't recognize the uh, the photo. Oh, okay. So I don't. I, what we're what Jerry's talking about is that the uh, in my columns the editors are generally responsible for the photos, but uh, a lot of times Jerry steps in because he has a library of uh, plants that we deal with, and so. Quite often'll come up with the best picture, or somebody like Greg Grant or yeah. any of our our affili folks that work with us for mm-hmm. the extension service it's too. a if you look at the picture it's a definitely a Texas picture
2: because uh, it's got a, on an upper left hand corner it's got a picture of a leaf that's been messed up with uh, by leaf miners. Oh, okay. Little trails in the leaves, and uh, shows that pretty good. You sure your
3: wife didn't take that, Cal? Well, could have. She could have taken it, but, you know, it might have been five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It it looks, from here, Jerry, it looks like uh, BHN. Oh, does it look like these little
1: guys? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Hey, Lewis is on the line at 210 308 8867. We'll talk about the article in a moment. Hi, Lewis. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. How you doing today? Doing
7: doing good. Finally got some sunshine after. Oh. i added my rain up. I'm over 52 inches of rain this year. Whoa. Oh, my, my
1: gosh. What part of the world yeah. do you live in? Atlanta, Georgia. Bay Bay <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> where, where do you no, live? Part of town? Bay City. Okay. Bay City. okay. Oh, yeah. Down in, that's yeah, where we
2: get our grass from, Okay, fine, and that's why fine. we haven't been able to get any grass, because it's been keeping it wet, and they can't cut it.
7: Yeah, it's nobody's cutting any hay. I've <laughs> hey, got this really deep alluvial soil, and I've asked you a couple of questions in the past, but when I was a kid, my dad grew Merlitons. I think some people call them Coyote Squash, the little green pear-shaped-looking uh, vegetables.
2: Yeah, you know, have, I've heard of that. I don't know if that's the Tuma or not. I don't think it is.
7: No, it's not the Tuma. Murlitun has got a single seed, if I remember right. I, I didn't pay attention to like most kids. Yeah,
2: right. I was the same way. And,
7: and wondered if y'all knew anything about them. I see them in the grocery stores. but uh, Somebody smarter than me told me, you want to get them from Louisiana. That Those Mexican Murlituns that they import in H-E-Bs are not as good as the
2: Ones that people used to grow. Yeah, marlton. As it's coming back to me slowly, but uh, yeah,
1: yeah. You could, and if you if you can, I don't. Want, you can put this on your phone and you can get a picture. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Ken. Yeah,
2: Melton got a picture of it. Yeah, it grows on a vine. Right, right, and big uh, vine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and, and most people start it uh, have a fruit, and mm-hmm. they uh, bury it a little bit in the soil. Or in a container, and it sends out a sprout from the base, and it, it's a elongated squash. Calvin, did you want to see the picture? I'm
3: t- I'm listening to Jer- Jerry's okay. account here. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh Let's see. It's, it's in the go- edible plant belonging to the gourd family. Mm-hmm. Uh. uh Coyote, coyote, coyote plant. Yeah, some
7: people call it coyote. Are we like the
2: like the yeah. like
7: the animal. You know, was like
2: one the, of uh, the several warm. foods introduced to the old world during the Columbian exchange. So I imagine it's a a native. I mean, a, a native to the Americas. But right. uh, I've I've grown it before, <laughs> and the vine can get. When I grew it in Tennessee, the vine got all the way to the
3: top of the. Oh my goodness! Of, uh, uh, a tree. What does a leaf look like, Jerry? Is it a clo- is it like a heart shaped leaf or closed, or has it got fingers?
7: Uh, it's heart. What I remember is kind of like a squash, but smaller. Heart- that's right. That's right. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, that's not. Uh,
7: Maybe palm sized, hand sized. Yeah. Yeah. Hand sized. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, they do grow it in Louisiana, and that's where that uh, name came from.
7: we used to, we used to grow, them, but I didn't know if you knew anybody that if it's kind of one of those lost plants. Not many people grow them, like, or maybe they just don't grow them in this.
2: Just... Well, the problem is when you when you plant one of the seeds. I mean, one of the plants, mm-hmm. which is originated from a, a, the fruit, mm-hmm. rather than a seed. I guess the seeds and the fruit. Right. But uh, they take a a long time to start producing. Yes, sir. As I remember, mine grew halfway up the tree before it started setting fruit.
7: Oh, okay. That's real common, yeah. They will get 30, 40. I I remember growing them as a kid, but I didn't pay any attention (laughs) to when to plant them, how to plant them. Well,
2: you'd plant them just like you would plant squash. Well, in other words... In the spring, in a normal spring, uh, you would plant them uh, when you would plant beans and things like that. Uh, here in San Antonio, it would be probably March. Right, yeah, you hold that
7: whole fruit over from the fall because they're making the like, light. Yeah, right. You had to refrigerate those darn things, and uh, yeah, and, but uh, you you can keep uh, them alive.
2: <laughs> you can uh, like they treat them like squash. And, okay. and okay. Uh, also, you can, uh, like I said, save them for the following season, or you can buy you can buy them at the grocery store.
7: And that's what. And, and that's what. Here's, there's from what I was told. There's different like anything varieties, but the Mexican varieties aren't as the commercial varieties aren't as tasty as old heirloom varieties that came out of Louisiana. Years ago, hmm. we were in Mexico down by Lake Chapala, and they were growing them commercially. Now, yeah, that yeah. Forty years ago.
2: Yeah. Well, they I have they them. have to, like I said, uh, they have to have a a long frost-free growing period. Yes, sir.
1: Before yes, they'll produce any fruit. They're high okay. in B9 folate, by the way. Oh, yeah.
7: They're, uh, and you'll see them in H-E-Bs. Yeah, You make soup out of them and you bake them. That's the only two ways mom ever cooks. Okay. Them,
1: so. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to open it up, too, and maybe some folks yeah. will call in with, with Maybe somebody
7: that will be a Merlinton expert. Yeah. Right. That's right. And I, know but I don't know what's going on.
2: I doubt that information about uh, the ones from Mexico. It's true because uh it's not a different variety. They're all vegetatively propagated. So
7: okay. I was you know when I'm saying a selection I guess might be a better better word to use is different yeah. selections
8: of them. It you know, also
2: like anything, could also yeah. could be the fact that uh the ones from H uh, E B and whatever are brought in from Mexico and maybe harvested a little before they're completely ripe. Just mm-hmm. like That's, the just like makes- the tomato
7: situation. That's that's an excellent point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I plan to grow something again. Yeah. Tell us how it just, goes. Just okay. Have well, you got, have you
2: got it. the fruit?
7: To get no, to, but it's pretty it's pretty common in the HEBs every fall. Okay. Down here, so you know I mean, so well, but if, you're theor,
2: think, if your theory if you're there is right that those are not as good as the ones from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I that ain't, that ain't going to work.
7: I got a good friend of mine from Louisiana that uh, – that, uh, but I didn't think about what you were saying about the – they may be picking them green like you said to ship yeah, them so they don't yeah. bruise.
3: But now, who,
2: who, who was who was the one telling you that they don't taste as good as the ones from Louisiana? Was well, that I was, was that someone from Louisiana? Yes, sir.
7: Yes, uh uh-huh.
2: yes, Okay, that explains a lot, doesn't it? Bill? Well, that always
7: explains a lot. Uh-
2: <laughs> strength, Man, you got well, They
1: eat everything. You know how it is. And there's an article on Healthline, <laughs> with it talks about the uh, top ten reasons uh, and benefits of uh, the. Uh, is, yeah, it's either Chayote or coyote squash, yeah. and it's pretty impressive. Yeah, this thing is great. Yeah,
2: did they say they're better they just, in Louisiana? It they, does
1: not say uh, where. They I bet are.
2: if you put some of that uh, boudin with them. I oh yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> ah, yeah, you don't want to ride with some. You don't want
7: ever ride with somebody from Louisiana driving. <laughs> looking at this ditch for something to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you
1: go. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Bye, Louis. Bye. All right, John is on the line at 2103088867. Hey there, John, welcome to Millburger's Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today?
6: I'm uh, Pretty good. I got a question for y'all. I was listening to David this morning, mm-hmm. and he was talking about potting up those tomato transplants. Like there you go. in there a while ago. Yeah. Well, he made the comment about if you got one that it was that the stems are purple and hairy that you can plant them deeper than what they are in the pot. But if they aren't, you need to plant them at the same depth that they are in the container you got them in. And I never heard of such. Me either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> say the stems are purple and hairy?
6: Yeah, if the stems are purple and hairy, even what I, if oh. I understood him right, I'm you can plant those deeper. I'm going to have to slap him.
2: Did he
3: uh, say anything about them being from... Louisiana or Mexico. <laughs> oh, <no.
2: laughs> that would be call. good. The, the reason the stems are purple uh, all tomato stems are hairy or pubescent, they would call it. But uh it's general. is usually an indication that uh they've been low on phosphorus. That, you know, the the middle number. So uh so sometimes Growers don't use uh, enough uh, p- uh, phosphorus, or if they're trying to hold the plants, they grew, they started them early, and they can't couldn't sell them because of all the rain. They the, re- the way they hold them is uh, cut back on the fertilization, which makes the stems purple.
6: They always thought that that was just an older plant than what the others are. I didn't know that.
2: That's but- that's true. That yeah. could be it too. But well, I don't uh, I, I don't know about that planting them deeper. I guess you could give them a chance to uh if especially if you water them with a the water-soluble fertilizer.
6: Yeah, well like you talking about planting them you gotta get a leggy plant or something like that uh, yeah. planting them deeper so
2: Well, what well, what we recommend not to plant them deeper. Like my old grandma used to do, but to uh, take the long, the ones that are have a long uh, stem on them, and bury them, uh, bury that long stem sideways. Yeah, uh, They plant it oh. sideways, because the roots are not going to be initiated until they can have oxygen. So if you plant them deeper, uh, you'll notice when you pull them up that the roots are right at the Soil level. That's a cool idea. I've level. never heard anybody say that. No, no, I haven't heard <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> but anyway, the old timers. yeah, old timers. <laughs> my grandma included. Okay. Used to plant them and want the tallest, biggest tomato they could find, plant mm-hmm. they could find. And they would bury it deep, bury that long mm-hmm. stem deep, uh, where at the top looked like. It was a regular-sized tomato. And, of course, I, I probably asked this when I was a youngster. Mm-hmm. Why in the hell are you bearing a... What the, were you talking like now uh, as a youngster? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Why in the world did you bury that deep? He said, well, uh, we can, they can get water. They, they'll, they'll get moisture oh, okay. from the deep roots if, uh, if we have a moisture problem. Which I is did wrong. that years ago. Oh.
6: I did that years ago on some plants that I grew myself, and they got long and leggy. And I planted, laid them down like that, and planted them. in the days before, I had any tomato cages, and I was driving stakes in the ground to time too. <laughs> I forgot which way they went, and I drove a stake through just almost every one of them. So oh no! You got to remember which way you laid it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Are you an Aggie? <laughs> no.
6: <laughs> no. But well, I was just wondering about this David thing because I got something that I was fixing to do that to, and I thought, well, man, that ain't what I've always done. So No. I was curious. You
2: just laid this, if you get a tall one, you, you, you'll you never see a good tall one at uh because they, they get a fresh supply pretty often. Uh, you can see some small ones there available. Yeah. Uh, small plants, but uh, very seldom will they have a, a elongated plant like like you're talking about.
6: Yeah,
2: I don't I well, don't I, know where David got that.
6: I don't either. Maybe I misunderstood him. And I don't yeah, him I, I think I think you
2: misunderstood him. <laughs>
6: Hopefully, I did. I hope
1: he did. Hope you did.
6: Yeah. All uh, right,
2: y'all have a good one. Thank
1: Thanks for you. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. But Nancy, I want to make sure we give you enough time to answer your question, and so. uh we're going to see if uh, you'll wait through the news, because otherwise we're going to give you about 45 seconds or so to yeah. to talk about your crepe myrtle. So hang on a second. and uh, we'll, Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Nancy. All right, 210-308-8867. Again, the number, 210-308-8867. Boy, and looking up this, uh, before we go to break, and looking up this, uh, this is a Johnson City Joe plant. Uh-oh. If Johnson City Joe is not looking right for this thing, look on a health line, Joe. This plant does everything. It, can, it controls blood sugar. It helps with fatty liver. It, uh, oh, it, I
2: got a one in fatty
1: liver. All right. Well, you need this plant. Uh, it, it does just, I got a fatty everything. <laughs> it helps with all that. helps with weight loss. It's high fiber. Right. It's a high fiber, high folate. helps with pregnancy. Are Is you ma- pregnant? Whoa. You mean
2: uh, you get your wife pregnant? No, no. It helps it helps
1: once she's gotten pregnant. It helps oh, okay. Because it's high in folate. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Joe, check this out. All right and uh, what's it called the, the what well, we're talking squash uh, the, the website or the uh, oh. Healthline is the website. Okay. But uh, the uh, After we uh, explore that with the squash,
3: we can do the same thing with the porterweed weed because that is, that has got about uh, 400, uh, 400 <laughs> different
1: uh, okay. assets. All right. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Uh, we're at the studio uh, today, but we'll be back in a moment on 930 a.m.
0: This is The Answer. milburger's Gardening, so- South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer.
1: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. As we go right back to Nancy now. Nancy, thank you so much for waiting. How can we help you? We've got an extra special good answer for you right now. <laughs>
9: I hope, I hope so, I keep missing the uh, crepe myrtle information. We purchased uh some uh, crepe myrtles a few years ago, and this is the first year that I've had what I call that full crepe myrtle blossom. Now, the leaves on these uh, bushes are like a pink green area, and the ones that are now have these full blossoms are green uh, you know the regular green color. So what would be the problem with this uh off colors to these bushes
2: okay do they uh are they <laughs> is, uh, is a the different color leaves on the same plant
5: uh
9: yes okay. but one is fully that pink light green uh leaves to one bush that's not really doing well at all
2: okay. But the other one is okay, right? Yeah it's, a
9: com- yeah, it's got a combination of both. Now, they've grown tall, which is really something. But again, like I say, they've got different colored leaves depending upon which branch it's on.
2: Yeah. What, what Do you remember what varieties they are? Varieties? No.
9: No, sir. No.
2: You got them at a nursery, right?
9: We got them at a nursery, and initially, uh, as I look out... Some of them are just a small little crepe myrtle blossom type thing, but they're a combination of uh, pink and dark pink and white hmm. combination. But I don't know uh, anything more. But, but I thought but I would big call find
2: And uh, you, get, you say the big tall one has a white blooms on it?
9: No, it's a the the color bloom is a combination of a sprinkling of white on the dark pink color.
2: Wow. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what that could be. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, are they both in the same sunlight? In other words, is one in the shade and one in? The sun? I think
9: I I think one is shaded more than the other, and I think the other issue is I think they get the afternoon sun, but not the morning sun.
2: Oh yeah. So that what, would interfere. Well, they well, they should be established. They're, how how old are they?
9: Oh they're they've gotta be a good five years old. Oh,
2: okay. So they're well established. Yes. The only thing I could think of uh is uh they they how do you, how you fertilize them? Just when you fertilize your lawn?
9: Um I actually ran out of it some crepe myrtle uh fertilizer I was putting on it. Okay. Finally, I mean I <laughs> just this past year.
2: <laughs> okay, I want you to uh get a product called uh iron plus iron plus yeah it's a granular uh-huh and it has uh, nitrogen in it and also has a uh, a lot of iron in it uh-huh and so you're i think you're describing uh maybe a little iron chlorosis okay little, uh but uh and sprinkle that around and all out to the drip line of the tree Okay. And then water it in. Okay. And now that, the other that, that'll give you some nitrogen uh, for the plant to start growing again. Okay. Do you notice how much new growth it puts on every year? New um, new leaves and everything. Is not it not really just uh, not
9: much? No. Yeah, not not a lot. Not okay. a lot.
2: I think here. it's I think it's low in nitrogen and and maybe having a little iron chlorosis.
9: Now, the other question I have is where these blooms are, the uh, the limbs are way bent over. Will they spring back once the blooms are
2: out? Uh, <laughs> it's like bent over. Does it have a lot of uh, seed pods on it from last not year? Seed, not seed
9: pods, just uh, the blooms from this year.
2: Oh, good. Well, it really bloomed well this year, but... Uh, those yeah. those blooms, big clusters of blooms like that, can weight branches down. Okay. But like I said, uh, after they finish blooming, just cut cut the blooms off or the bloom stalks off. Okay. And the limbs should go back up.
9: Good. I'm glad to hear that. Okay.
2: Okay. Great. But go ahead. Go ahead and fertilize it with that Iron Plus as soon as possible.
9: And how often should they be fertilized besides the iron?
2: <laughs> uh, in the spring, usually we talk about fertilizing. Spring?
9: Okay. All right. Say because well, you've
2: got, you got to have new growth, which you uh-huh. say you don't have a lot of, uh, right. to have blooms.
9: Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, Enjoy your show.
1: You. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. I sent Joe uh, that article on the uh, Jody or Coyote squash, so I imagine he'll be calling us very soon. Oh, okay. He's going to be excited about it. I'm excited about it. I want to get some. I want to try it now. It does everything. This thing's a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, you think it I would f- have
2: my fatty liver?
1: I think it would. It says it would.
2: What about my fatty belly? Uh,
1: it says it actually <laughs> helps with that, too. You should try it. All one right. 2103- Does it mention
2: sex, Milton?
1: No, it does not. Oh, uh, <laughs> all right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, we're getting a little rain here. Although no. I can't tell, it's like it's coming toward us across the airport. But no. I see it on this window, but not on that window. Huh. Uh, which it doesn't help you if you're listening to the radio. So I see it on the right hand side of your radio, <laughs> but not on the not directly at the radio.
2: <laughs> I. Uh... I've got a you want to finish Cal- exciting t- announcement to make. All right. We just got through talking about crepe myrtles. Yeah. And in uh, that weekly newsletter I get from uh Neil Spear, yeah. He tells his favorite crepe myrtle. Okay. Now that uh, that's saying a lot because uh you know they've got all those uh crepe myrtles uh planted up at uh where is he from? Up at above all Dallas.
1: Yeah, Dallas area. Uh,
2: yeah, Mec. McKinney.
1: McKinney. McKinney.
2: But anyway, he, rele- he says, Katapa, uh, <laughs> the one called Katapa, which is purple, is the uh, is his favorite.
3: I'll be darned. Yeah. We didn't. It, it did not fare real well in our uh, research efforts. Is that right yeah what happened? what does that
1: mean it didn't well, fall well
3: it was uh it did not it look l- did not uh put a lot of foliage on uh was not uniform growth and the the blooms were were just a little disappointing you know it was the the purple and we expected it to perform uh real well and it was in in a line with uh the other colors that all of them had. I've been selected as uh, representative of the best of that color phase, <clears throat> and yeah. I was real disappointed. I don't know if Jerry remembers this well
2: the, the uh was that planted out by the green light place Yes, yeah, it
3: was yeah,
2: okay, yeah, I remember that right out right around that parking lot
3: yeah that's right
2: uh the uh how long has that been calvin thirty years, twenty T- years
3: twenty at least yeah. <laughs> i showing capital.
2: No. Uh, the sad thing about it is, but they, I, uh, I remember it too.
3: That they, they uh, hardly ever uh, doesn't matter how long if they're the same <laughs> selection. But uh, I, that surprises me. I was uh, that—that's good to hear because I was—we were uh, counting on that catapult, and uh, it was—it was one of those that was expected to really perform well.
2: Yeah, he said. Uh, Catawpa was the uh, the first followed by, first of the hybrid uh, crape myrtle, followed by Muscogee, Zuni, Powhatan, I never heard of that. What Nat, was that? P-O-W-H-A-T-A-N, Powhatan. I never
3: heard Indian of that. Indian tribe, but. Oh.
2: Yeah, yeah. Natchez, Kiowa, Cape. K- Cato, Hopi, Comanche, Yuma, Tuskegee, (laughs) Buluski, Simito, Choctaw, and Potomac, and Wichita, and Tuscarora, and Hmm. Sioux, and eventually Arapaho. By the way, Milton, if you noticed any familiar thread among these variety names, Mm Uh, they were all named from Oklahoma. Oh, okay. And it is named, after the crepe myrtle introduction, for Native American tribes mm-hmm. from his home state and beyond.
1: And then, do I remember correctly that the ones with the uh, the Native American tribe names are the ones that are not susceptible to...
2: Powder immunity. Powder okay. I think so. I think all of his are that way. Okay. All, all of them.
1: I do. There was a purple that I saw... Um, and I guess it was in you know Alta Vista, so it was an older neighborhood, and it was a, it was a deep, rich purple. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it wasn't very looked tall. Good. Yeah, it did look good, but it wasn't very tall. That was what was surprising ah. to me. It was probably maybe five or six feet tall. At oh the yeah, most. that's
3: all it was expected to be.
1: Uh, oh, is that the yeah? Catubba is that
2: the Catawba? Oh, yeah. okay. Is a medium-sized variety. Whoa. growing sixteen to. Eighteen feet tall.
1: How does he describe the blooms? I'll have to look it up on my phone. What did he say? You said sixteen feet, Jerry.
2: Sixteen to eighteen feet tall. Oh, oh
1: that's uh, taller than I thought it that's was. That's medium. Uh, I
3: thought it was um, um, five to six feet tall. He
2: says, "Lovely purple color of katapa translates all the way down to one individual bloom." Uh, but as I re- as I recall. It seems like they had uh, the Catawba was not a. In our test and evaluation, uh, the purple was not a good grower. I mean, that's what you were saying. You yeah, saw that, it was green line.
3: All all those in the line there along the parking lot were yeah were per- vigorous looking, and then the Catawba was dis- disappointingly hmm. sca- you know kind of staggering and uh, yeah. Irregular
1: shape.
2: So it seems like they've got some more purples available
1: now. All 308 And let's see. In just a moment, we'll talk to Trace. He's uh, giving us a call. And we'll find out oh, what's going good. on over there at the nursery. And uh, we'll find out kind of – we can find out more about your uh, – what was it? The sage that you wanted to know something about?
2: Right.
1: All right. Continue. Hey, Trace. What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How's, we're 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 watching the sixteen oh four from our vantage point here. It's uh how how how's it how's everything here? <laughs> uh,
10: a little drizzle going on. Um still got shoppers though. Good, no yeah. Th-
1: that that always amazes me because yeah, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us about the tomato plants. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: hold
1: on just a second. <laughs> <All> <laughs> it's right.
2: amazing, yeah. When he gets on the radio, he always gets yeah
1: they they always call him as soon as he gets on the radio. Trace is multitasking and at this point, point.
2: and you you take a break. Time
1: yeah, work. and then he then he finishes up. They finishes that, and then we got to take a break. So
2: yeah, right. there he is. I so, think you planned for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. We we were okay. Well, we were we were <laughs> okay. talking about how you were multitasking. So yeah, always. Calvin wants to know about the tomatoes, and Jerry wants to know about the sage.
2: April Night Metal Sage.
1: So which one? Okay, so it's,
2: it's
10: a purple salvia. It's really cool looking. Hold, hold on, doing me again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: okay. Radio. Poor Trace. Uh, All right. Wait. 210-308-8867 <laughs> is our number. 210-308-8867. You
2: want to give the nursery number? No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: please, please don't.
11: Okay. Uh, <laughs>
10: Email or leave us messages on Facebook. We can try to get back with you. Uh, they're telling me at least two weeks before we get our new phone system.
1: Oh my gosh! Smokes. Wow. Yeah, nature, uh, nature was picking on Millburgers yeah. a little bit. Okay. Yeah,
11: yeah.
1: So, okay, well, you were talking about the sage, the April, April night, April night meadow
2: sage. I never heard of it.
10: Yeah, well, it's a real cool little purple, purplish blue, short growing perennial yeah.
2: Think the dare lead uh, it?
10: I would think that they wouldn't.
2: Would not, right?
10: Right.
2: It, it blooms are pretty, and the pictures it's, on the on the uh, ad page.
10: That's actually a picture of one uh, here, I believe.
2: Oh, is that right?
10: Yeah. So they're that, that pretty right now. Now the rain may make the blooms go bad a little faster, but uh, they are yeah, pretty.
2: They're pretty. And we talked about you having Mexican petunia mm-hmm. on sale.
3: Well, let, let's hear about the the tomatoes because that's yeah. a short season.
1: I saw All some right,
10: varieties. So we got in uh, Tycoon, Celebrity, and BH nine sixty eight plus a couple of other varieties. They're in four and a half inch pots. So just like last year for fall, we're not going to do those little six packs because mm. that's too hard to get started when it's hot.
3: Right. I agree. So we've got we've got some of the uh <coughs> nematode resistance selections. Uh, the, all three uh, those three that you mentioned are uh if anybody that's, has nematode problems. Yeah. And uh what uh we got good numbers trace?
10: I got about 30 flats altogether. Oh okay. my
3: goodness. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And uh, our target uh, has been uh Get them in between uh, uh, now and the uh, first or second week in August. First, yep. earlier the better, I guess.
10: Right. Uh, as we get closer to August, we'll stop carrying these smaller ones and only go gallon cans.
2: Yeah. They, uh, we don't have to worry about uh, soil moisture, I don't think. Oh, yeah. irrigation Not, mm-hmm.
10: Not today, anyway.
2: <laughs> okay. That's good. Um uh, do you have any you got Mexican petunias on sale? Do you have yeah. any pinks? Are the pink? No. Okay.
10: No pink or white.
2: Yep. Yeah. And got uh Mexican Bird of Paradise still on sale. And my favorite, let me say it, Raz and Tutti Fruity. Cranberry Razz and tutti yeah, Fruity. Yeah, I heard some
1: people when I walked into the nursery earlier; they were looking for it. So is
2: that right? Yeah,
1: I heard them walking.
2: Did they just want to say 2d Fruity? I or think was that they? was
1: no. I think they wanted to buy it. Say uh. <laughs> it and buy it.
2: But anyway, that uh, you got a lot of those in too. Uh, I, we saw several uh, uh, employees bringing them to the front on trailers. Right. And they're full bloom I mean the bloom Yeah, the bloom y'all got pictures of on the sales steel. Uh could have been taken at Millburgers. nursery. So uh they look look pretty good. And you've got my firecracker fern on I don't I think that's an underused plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do too. <laughs> uh, number 3 pots regularly 24.99 almost 25 almost 25 but not uh, on sale for 19.88 that's pretty good savings and uh they've been blooming ever since you brought them in they have the, and <laughs> and uh they'll they they'll only bloom be- more and better as the temperature gets hot that's true I think uh, that <laughs> on
10: that note, on that note, we got two two other plants in this week that uh, that would interest at least one of them anyway. Uh, I got in some uh, quart size plumaria.
2: Oh my okay. goodness!
10: The, the, the cuttings were like a foot tall, give or take. They're real pretty and not very expensive. They're only like ten dollars a piece.
2: Mm. Wow, that's and then, good.
10: And then I got then I got some Lynn's Legacy.
2: Ooh! Oh my goodness. Can't believe how you come up with those.
10: I got to prove Milton right <laughs> on the blooming part. So okay, yeah.
3: <laughs> Did he say Milton that they were that they were blooming? To indicate that
1: the rains might come. Well, I don't know when they came in. Did they come in blooming? No, these,
10: no, these came out of Arizona. So it all right, where it's
1: 109 degrees. So uh, yeah. that's that's really great. Uh, that's tray, cool. So yeah, brought those in. Well, tell, talk about Lynn's legacy because it's a beautiful Sunisa. I mean, it's a it's a uh, showstopper. I got
2: to got a run. <laughs> oh, okay. Bye bye. You got the, what did he say? You got the runs.
1: No, he said he had to run. Uh, oh, no, no, no. oh! Don't, don't he had it. No, he well, had to go. He has to leave. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it Well, we'll talk about it after the break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Milberger's gardening, South Texas, coming up live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at sixteen zero four on Verde Road on nine thirty a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. All right. Now, today uh, may not be a good day to to go out on your deck. Um, You may get a little wet if you do. Oh, okay. But it may be a great day to call Barry Hagendorf at Deck and Patio Care. And uh, find out if uh, they can help you to make that deck look n- new again. Uh, this is what they do over there at Deck and Patio Care. And Barry Hagendorf has been doing this since the mid '80s, and really is considered. He won't tell you this, but I will. You could ask him. I guess if you ask him, he'll tell you. But that is that. Uh, these guys. This is. He's a national expert on this kind of stuff, and. Um, you want to help him. And, and what I recommend people do is go to the website, DeckandPatioCare.com, because you can see the before and after. So if you've listened to Barry's commercial, you've heard him say it really can look new again. That picture will show you how it really can look new again. If it's faded, if it's kind of uh, just doesn't have that life it did when you got it, uh, give him a call and let him take care of it for you. The number 822 210 822 9147, 210 822 Forty-seven, or as simple as going to deckandpatiocare.com. dot com. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call. Did Trey say? I'm trying to remember now which varieties of tomatoes he had, or did he have to go? Yeah. He, what, what did he say? Which ones? I didn't. Tycoon,
3: Celebrity, Bhn nine sixty eight, and some others. He okay. He didn't say
2: which. But all those that Calvin mentioned are nematode resistant.
1: Good. And uh, so you were talking about his article, uh, Calvin's article on tomatoes. Did you want to go back to that? Do you remember that, uh-huh. Jerry? Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a complete <laughs> – I think you covered everything about it in it, uh, Calvin, didn't you? And,
3: uh, and maybe we should just remind people why we're talking about uh, – you know, we've got uh, some of the tomato plants, I think, are probably looking still uh, pretty good. But if you got, uh set more than uh, five or six, kind of look through, and I'll bet you've got some spider mites. Oh, no. And uh, it's just as likely to be growing uh, uh, fungus as it is to be uh, producing a lot of tomatoes. So I think I think I think we can say safely say that uh, in terms of uh, most of the time you're going to get more production if you plant a new fall planting than if you carry th- through with the um, yeah spring uh, planting.
2: Especially if you've got heirlooms, uh, if you've been growing heirloom tomatoes and you've got a good sized plant now, like twelve fifteen feet tall and no tomatoes on there, it ain't going to do better this fall. So uh, we recommend the determinate, uh, semi-determinate plants for the fall because they go ahead and uh, grow up and, uh, and they, have, uh, they have lots of tomatoes and high-quality tomatoes. The, uh, <laughs> I was reading an article I won't get into that. Okay. (laughs) About the Texas A&M tomato breeding program. Oh. Which we have tested in our fields along with the tomato varieties that we uh, test for the uh, uh, rodeo tomatoes. Uh, Five years in a row, four to five years in a row. And they're the only tomato variety that we've ever
1: tested that had no tomatoes on it. Oh, the ones that they've... Cho- oh. Yeah. Oh, So maybe it's just not good for this area.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, they show a picture in this article of tomatoes that they harvested out at Uvalde. And uh, the ugliest tomatoes you ever saw in your life. No. They look like heirlooms. Oh, maybe they are. Are they not? Uh they're not supposed to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh and Calvin I think Calvin mentioned in about potting them up at this time of the year. Uh by tra- good nice transplant there in four and a half inches, Trey said. And uh you can pot those up rather easily.
3: Really I didn't, but Jerry you can get a the, all that information on plantanswers.com. dot com. Well, that's true. You and I have written about it uh, yeah. many times.
2: So you can I, you can look up. Uh, what would you look up? You wouldn't look up tomatoes. You would do search for tomatoes. You can to find a lot of stuff. On oh, okay. Uh,
3: would you look up fall tomatoes or uh, uh, let's see potting up? Potting up. Oh yeah, should maybe should. Uh, but be the quite a few articles like that
2: the reason uh we talk about doing it in the spring of course is to be have a ha, have the tomatoes growing during cooler weather and a and you're able to protect them from hail and uh i guess this year freeze you know because some people i think it was benny billy Got some tomatoes before yeah. the freeze. Yeah, I think so, too. I and protected them, and
1: they produced. He yeah. sent us pictures. I think his were, he was, he was able to get tomatoes earlier than most because uh, he planted them before the freeze and protected yeah. them, yeah.
2: that's uh, And uh, those were the, he it was a celebrity, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. And uh, those were the first ones that uh, Millburgers got in. Before the freeze was a celebrity. I think that's always the first one. And uh, I don't think, I don't know if they had any tycoons early or not. But anyway, we usually talk about it in early spring to protect them from cold and hail and everything else. But uh, our buddy Bill McReynolds uh, came up with it because he used to garden in the sand out in Wilson County. And uh, he came up with the idea of growing them in pots in the fall, growing them in a larger root system, uh, have a larger root system, which is a lot easier to establish in that sand in Wilson County. But the good thing about it is now, that was before Millburgers and some of them start selling in gallon containers. But... Uh, you can buy those gallon containers, even though they cost a little more, but they you probably get a hundred percent survival. Mm. So uh, that they'll be coming with the same good variety.
3: Well, and it's uh, another point we bring up in the article, and we've talked a lot about uh, is uh, growing tomatoes in containers.
2: You're right. Yeah.
3: And I I just had a, a great year uh, in those. Uh, Plastic containers that were the size of half whiskey barrels. Gosh, oh, yeah. it's uh, you know, if you got a simple drip system, it's so much easier to grow them like that, and they they really uh, perform well. So you might want to try that if you uh, want something different.
2: And Kevin actually puts a price in here. Some nurseries offer the containers for ten dollars. and you know what? they are three for if you buy three you know how much they cost? Thirty dollars? There you go, Melissa, that's good. <laughs> but anyway, uh there's several ways to do it. Now, with all that said, with all this rain we've had, I bet some people have a lot of have some tomato plants left. You know, they look pretty good. They don't have spider mice. And uh They've actually got blooms, and actually got uh, small tomatoes on them. So, uh, ain't no way in hell we're going to convince those people oh, to, yeah, to pull to plants up. <laughs> like my old mama and the flowers on the, you know, when I told her to cut the cut the uh, salvias down in half, she said, "No, they still got blooms on." even though yeah. they have a fewer blooms on them. So uh, if you just have got to say those plants, then, you know, a lot of people adopt their plants in the spring yeah, after see. they've grown them from a little baby to...
1: Yeah, that, it becomes very personal. Yeah, it's
2: personal. Okay, what you can do with those <laughs> is to cut them back. You cut them in half. Cut the plants in half. Now that's if they don't have spider mites on. But uh, cut them in half in by the first of August, and uh, plant you some others, some f- fresh tomato plants uh, near them. And so that those tomatoes that you cut back will go ahead and uh, have some fruit on it. But generally, the fruit is smaller than the original plant. But the fr- the green the new plants will have uh, larger fruit on them, probably more fruit on them. So uh, if you just can't get rid of your old ones, mm-hmm. but just make sure they don't have spider mites. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and you can cut them back. Also, this is a good time. When you're preparing for the fall garden. If you planted okra mm-hmm. and it grew well in this rain and mm-hmm. you even made the mistake of fertilizing it, uh and they're uh eight or ten feet tall, hard to reach the top, cut those in half too. Oh, okay. Right now. And uh they'll they'll uh, come back they'll re sprout and uh Keep keep producing all the way through the till the fall, and
3: yeah. if they're from Louisiana, yeah. they'll be even better. Yeah, that Louisiana okra. <laughs> um,
2: and you you will you'll see that the okra will get uh, will ri- ri- ripen sooner. In other words, the uh, pods will be smaller when they're ready to eat. Okay, but but uh, because that's the uh, the heat. Declining,
3: hopefully. Mm-hmm. It's hard right. to believe that they would ripen any sooner. There, yeah. Every single day you can pick <laughs> pick the okra. So.
2: That might, that might be a good reason to cut them back in half. You know, give you a little rest. Yeah. But uh,
1: no the, more okra. No more <laughs> okra. Are, Calvin, are you growing okra? Weren't you growing, or did you grow I, the I, Bex I, Big, or did you give up on that?
3: I kind of uh, oh. my uh, okra got overwhelmed by my zinnias. Oh, that'll happen. <laughs> he'd,
2: he'd, he'd, oh, he'd, he'd be, he'd be uh, damn zinnias. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want to plateau those.
1: They overwhelm your vegetables? Uh, so. I know
2: what they yeah, do. It's hard, you, it's hard
1: you, to uh, <laughs> to
3: uh, say anything bad about them because the butterflies uh, like them so much.
2: Yeah, but you don't have any okra, Calvin. I don't you don't know. have anything to eat unless you eat the
1: butterflies
3: no yeah. are i, I, I leave those to the yeah, purple martins yeah, yeah, you'll have to.
1: what are the purple martins doing now? are they gone
3: they're go- they're they're uh assembling the young are coming out of the nest and they'll disappear for two days and then they'll be back and they're they're just getting organized and uh, it's a kind of a confusing time the the uh, experts on the uh, Purple martins are trying to figure out exactly what what it is they do this period. You know, it's a transition period, and uh, it's you, they, you think they're gone, and then they're back for a few days, and uh, so so they're they're just uh, checking out their options and uh, uh, meeting meeting some of their partners that are going yeah. to go south with them, and <laughs> and uh, it's like a reunion, in, yeah. yeah. We expect them by the third week in July. They'll be gone.
2: Okay, and that—that's the time that Cowan says to lower the boxes, clean out the, clean out the debris to, from the martins, and put it back up for the sparrows.
1: I don't know if he said that last part. I think
2: he said that. I think it was in that in the, the their paper. article. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: he may not have been responsible for that that line in the article. <laughs> Just
2: remember, the sparrows don't migrate; they stay here—a winter,
3: summer.
1: I wish you and wouldn't fall. keep
3: reminding me of that. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, we have blue skies. Is that yeah. is that kind of a gray blue sky? Oh, yeah. Wow.
3: <laughs> well, Why did I read that? You about? know, we haven't mentioned uh, our. Um, oh gosh. That the fruit that's ripening right now the figs the figs oh are they oh gosh yeah. the the uh birds are, are going after the figs just <laughs> like between the cardinals and the oh, mockingbirds yeah. and the woodpeckers the mockingbirds are bad I'm and the sparrows even the english sparrows are moving through their um luckily if you've got a if you've got a productive uh plant that produces a lot of figs so you can probably get as much as you need but but they it's a lot of activity the whole the whole plant is just kind of j- <laughs> jiggling as these all the birds are in there picking oh up the, okay <laughs> the, <laughs> the danger figs. the
2: danger part of it is this rain we've oh, seen so
1: much rain they rot oh yeah oh it, no uh, yeah
2: first appleton used to furnish me with figs all the time and we could <laughs>
11: you and see know, what the weather's calling for yeah
2: if the if it if the weather's extremely dry uh they don't produce many and if the weather is extremely wet especially when they're ripening they'll rot big time so uh i don't i think the birds eat them here's that thing about the purple martin in the newsletter you lied. You lied. Now I don't know if Calvin wrote this or not. Now that the purple martins have left, uh, the question was: Can we lower our martin houses? Uh, can we lower our martin houses? And uh, somebody said, prevent, block the entry holes to prevent more English sparrow nesting.
1: See, that proves that the English sparrows stay. I don't think that's up for argument. Uh? I don't think anyone's arguing that the English sparrows stay. (laughs) There you go, good. Uh, And the answer is yes. You have
2: not seen if you have not seen any Martin residents or visitors for the last two weeks. It's time to lower the houses and clean out the apartments for the sparrows.
1: There it is in the newsflash. Oh, man, we got sparrows in our <laughs> line now. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll, I think we, we have someone on the line. So we'll be back in a moment, 210 308 More coming up on The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Got a couple folks on the line, so let's get to them right away. Ron has called us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Ron, welcome to the show. You're on the air. How can we help you?
8: How's it sir? Good to, Good to hear from all of y'all. It's, Thanks. Uh, I just love hearing you. It's just, it's just the chemistry, the camaraderie, the laughter, the laughter. It's good medicine. I tune in sometimes. I've said it before. Just cool. You thank guys you, Ron. Getting along with each other. Most of the time, getting along Most with each other.
1: Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except when no. the, if the issue is sparrows, there's a little contention.
8: There you go. I know. <laughs> yeah, and then sparrows, and then there's the, you got something small. Uh, is it wren related to the sparrow? The little bitty sparrow? that they call them the wrens?
3: Not not real close. Yeah. No.
2: No. <laughs> I'm, okay. I imagine and, and they're I named after a fish. Sparrow finches,
3: yeah. Uh, say
2: ah. he he would ah. he would claim the red bird and the
3: oh uh, Lord. <laughs> the well, they
1: okay,
2: hey, and they don't migrate. To say I couldn't believe that
8: there's got to be some other south. There's so many South Texas birds, and I I didn't know that the sparrow was the only one when it, it didn't migrate.
3: No, it no, does. it's not. They it sticks around. Yeah, cardinals, stick around. cardinals stick around. Oh, is that right?
8: Yeah, yeah. What all about right. mockingbirds? They stick
7: around? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm Fred So. We stick around. I <laughs> don't have no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just curious about
8: tomatoes. Uh, how late in the season can you plant a tomato a, a, a tomato plant, an existing tomato plant, anytime during the summer? Or is it too hot to do that? Or do you have to wait for like a, an early fall kind of prompt
2: well. for planting? <laughs> The varieties that we have selected, that we always talk about on this show, uh, were selected for their heat tolerance. And uh, also, back in the old days when we had cold springs, uh, they were also, when the heat tolerance uh, gene is connected to the cold tolerant gene. So uh, they're definitely heat tolerant. But. With that said, uh, generally the large fruited uh, tomato plants, even though they're semi-determinate and uh, all that stuff, are are, do not set and mature uh, good good uh, tomatoes that get large and flavorful during the heat of the summer. So that's why we have two seasons: one in the spring and another one beginning now all the way through mid-August. So uh, when the temperature cool down, they'll start having large, nice, fresh fruit. But uh, that's generally the way it works. Uh, but now, if you're looking for a true heat-setting tomato, uh, we've tested uh, BHN 968. That cherry tomato. I don't know if I th- I think that uh, orange crush was uh, in that too. Ruby crush. Ruby, Ruby crush. crush. Ruby crush. Uh, they are both heat setting tomatoes. Some people, myself included, used to say that all cherry tomatoes uh, are heat to- heat setters, heat tolerant. But uh, then we did some te- We did a test one time. On, on only cherry tomatoes in the heat, and the only two t- tomatoes that had fruit was a BHN nine sixty eight and the Ruby Crush. So that's why
3: we talk about them all the time. So this f- oh. this fall, you you want to get them in at least by the middle of uh, August.
2: Yeah. Okay. Could you plant them early, and let's say they abort some blooms, what you're mainly trying to do when you plant them early in the heat, well, not this year, is that uh, you want to grow the plant l- a little bit larger before it starts setting fruit. Because <clears throat> once it sets fruit, well, it starts setting fruit, it'll not grow anymore. It'll stop it from growing. That's-
8: and what if you wanna? I'm just curious, real quick, about if you plant a tomato from seed. You know, you just cut a little section of the middle of the tomato out. You know, the membrane and yeah, plant that. Um, how 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 effective is that? Because I know generally people like to buy their tomatoes already established and growing in little tiny containers at the nursery.
2: Right. Well, but I've uh, never
8: tried that.
2: I did a write up uh, with. Uh, S- drip steve okay <laughs> taking pictures is on plant and uh if you wanted to grow it from seed uh you would plant it uh in june probably July. Okay. In june in the soil directly in the soil and you wouldn't cover it very deep or deep at all and uh to grow you a uh, good sized transplant By July now or into August. Now, the deal is (laughs) the commercial uh, plant growers have already done that for you. Mm -hmm. That's why a a transplant's a better deal because a lot of times planting seed, uh, you can get poor germ and germination and, and things like that. But yeah. the, also the problem is it's very difficult to get seed of these hybrids that we recommend. Hybrids. Yep, yep. And uh, so it's just better to get a transplant for most of us.
8: Okay. Talk me into
2: it. Let's okay, good deal.
8: Mm-hmm. I'm going to do, do all this just for my um, we, could, we were lucky enough to have somebody give us some green tomatoes, but I just
2: Oh, okay. I get,
8: all, I get all the ripe tomatoes at the store. I want to grow some plants just so I could let them grow and grow and get up, swell up real nice and big, and then pull them with a green yet. And then
2: just, there you, you go. You are you are a green tomato plant. man, huh?
8: Yes, Better dip, fried <laughs> in a, a touch of and bacon grease and, a, and, and um, vegetable oil,
6: and yeah. the serve them right
8: up next to it with the pork chop. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah.
2: It's, it's Cut this guy off. Yeah, he's better. making us
1: hungry. It's a good thing the show's almost over. <laughs> did you, uh, Thanks, Ron.
2: Did your mother yes, cook them that away? She did. She did. Fried eggplant. Yeah. Fried mm-hmm.
8: eggplant, better dipped uh, uh, green tomatoes, uh, and not to mention.
2: I'm telling you, I'm fruit. telling you though, Ron, yes. they're yes. never going to taste as good as the ones your mama fixed, John. Never. No. <laughs> That's because, you, at, that's because you because yeah. you had four had taste buds forty years ago.
8: Yes, and then she cooked. I always told mom she could, she could <laughs> just taste of love. She'd that, love to hear
2: it. That's what it absolutely. Absolutely. Taste of
8: love. <laughs> yes,
1: sir. Cool. Thank you, Ron. Well, thank
8: you. You're welcome, gentlemen.
1: Two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Sally is on the line. Hey Sally, how can we help you today?
11: Yes, my I have a similar uh topic that I'd like to talk about tomatoes. Uh I container garden. I have access to those big blue uh, um, barrels, and we cut them in half and make our pots out of those, and they work really well with tomatoes. Uh, I plant a variety uh, of all the ones that you mentioned, Celebrity, uh, Red Snapper, Ruby Crush. They all do well. That's good. Except this year... I got one plant at um, um, Phoenix, and it was a Phoenix tomato. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That thing produced tons <laughs> of tomatoes. I couldn't... we were still eating them. Yeah. They are wonderful. <laughs> they taste good. Right. I want to grow more of those. I want to... I don't know if I can find the plants, because I live out by Pleasanton, but... Uh, can I start those from seeds?
2: Well, it's a, it's, it's a hybrid, and it's a it's one of the first uh, rodeo tomatoes. So it, it, uh, I, it has rodeo okay. tomato, and okay. uh, you can start seed of them. I doubt if transplants are going to be available. This is what we run that's into. I'm wondering, <laughs> this yeah, is what we run into with uh, rodeo right. tomatoes. There's so many of Bye. them. They have to
11: right.
2: <laughs> have to pick and, and choose that's... which ones
3: they grow. Now, Phoenix and was you... avi- yeah. Phoenix was available in the spring.
11: Yes, that's when I got it. Uh huh. But if I can't find another one for the fall, can I start them with seeds? I have some seeds I'm saving, uh, and uh, I got them from the biggest, the best ones. Good. And uh, I okay. I just want to know if that will work because I don't want to waste my time if it won't work. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, they'll be similar
3: to the hybrid plants but that you're the, t- the timing is going to be tough.
2: Yeah, you're late to plant uh, seeds of tomatoes. I and,
11: know.
2: But yes. you you can go ahead and give it a try. Like I said, the okay. information is on uh, plantanswers.com. And, oh, okay. Uh, and you might be able to... Uh, You might be able to catch up. Uh, Okay, Phoenix is a good variety, but it is uh, you.
11: You recommend that too? I mean, it's a oh yeah, it's a rodeo 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 tomato. Rodeo, yeah. Okay.
2: All the rodeo tomatoes are listed on PlantAnswers.com. Yes,
11: yes, I saw that. Okay, well, I appreciate that, and uh, I'm going to try and see if it works. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Let us know. Thanks, Sally. If I can find the plant, I will.
1: I will. I'll get the plant.
11: Okay, thank you. Cool. Thank okay, you right. and yeah, Trip, bye. we're going
1: to see if we can't answer your question. we got about two minutes. So let's, we'll, we'll do this rapid fire. What's going on, Trip?
12: <laughs> hey, I called you all a couple years ago because I, I had one good year of tomatoes, and then I was telling you all about the other one that just they didn't do anything, and you all told me to space them out and give them some air. So the past two years, oh, excellent, tomatoes growing like crazy. Great. Oh, Good. So and the other one is I'm having trouble and my friend, she lives in Wilson County south of here, and we can't get zucchini. It's like the blooms come and then they fall off. So huh. uh, is it because they're, they're, they're
2: are they all male blooms with no well, little squash attached?
12: Yeah, that's what's happening. So yeah. is it just her seed? Is it
2: Yeah, where'd you where'd you get the seed
12: from? uh no no just like the regular packages that you buy you know okay
2: the package
12: so how do you know you don't know you take a chance right
2: right yeah uh but this had been a strange year so your Mm -hmm. plants are still alive and doing well
12: yeah but they just um they make those blooms and then they fall off okay because well, keep- you know, it's got the like the spindle in the middle of it, yeah. and the other one. You know, Hang- so I was taking <laughs> one year. I was taking uh, Q-tips and going back and forth, good and for you, them myself. But this time, there's nothing, so yeah. you just have to just hope, hope it's got you, the. You don't female see seed, right?
2: You don't see any uh, any female blooms.
1: No. All right, we'll say goodbye for today, but thanks to you for listening and being a part of the show. Come on by and visit Millburgers or go to millburgernursery.com, and then join us next week on 930 a.m. This is The Answer.